You're listening to my daddy, the sex man. Be better than yesterday. I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. I gotta be better than yesterday. I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. We gotta be better, do better. That's every minute, every second. Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real feel never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay woke and be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. of potential trouble at a mass gun rights rally slated for Monday in Richmond. Today, the FBI arrested three alleged heavily armed white supremacists in Maryland who were allegedly planning to be there. Bruce Lashan is in a federal court in Greenbelt where those three have just gone before a judge. Federal agents arrested these guys so early in the morning that one of them was still wearing pajamas and a t-shirt in the courtroom here. The FBI has linked them to an extremist white supremacist group called The Base. Agents say they tapped into The Base's encrypted chat rooms and say they found the men plotting to create a white ethno-state to make IEDs and to attack African Americans and Jewish Americans and incite a race war. Among the accused is Patrick Matthews, a former Canadian Army Reserve Combat Engineer. Prosecutors say he slipped over the Canadian border illegally and was picked up by the other two men charged here, Brian Lemley and William Bilbro, and taken to Maryland's eastern shore and then to Delaware, where the three allegedly bought gun parts and assembled an assault rifle. Oops, I accidentally made a machine gun, the affidavit quotes one of the men as saying. It also accuses them of attempting to manufacture DMT, an illegal substance that is similar to LSD. Federal officials say they picked up the men in part because they were concerned that they might engage in violence at that gun rights rally slated for Monday in Richmond. Governor Northam on Wednesday temporarily banned all weapons on Capitol Square and declared a state of emergency. There are groups with malicious plans for the rally that is planned for Monday. Now, this first hearing was just a chance for prosecutors to tell the three men what they were charged with and for the judge to make sure that they understood their rights. Asked if they did, each of them said, yes, sir. At U.S. District Court in Greenbelt, Maryland, Bruce Lachan, WUSA 9. 
Within the past hour, a Richmond judge upheld Governor Northam's ban on firearms at Monday's pro-gun rally. Lawyers for the Virginia Citizens Defense League and Gun Owners of America were in court this afternoon seeking an injunction against the ban, but again, the judge dismissed their lawsuit. Welcome back to the show, y'all. Man, listen, um, it's a real talk with the six, man. Um, I'm not going to hold y'all long on this one, man. Um, I... I I actually been contemplating, um, even kind of talking about this one, um, but it's 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 something that I need to get off my chest, man. Um, as you heard, there is a gun rally Monday, slave for Monday, down in Richmond, and I know that it's a lot of stuff that's going on that we got to pay attention to. And I know I talk to people sometimes and they talk about how, you know, I got to pay attention to this. I got to pay attention to that. Man, it's just so much shit that I got to pay attention to. And I mean, guess what? At the end of the day, that is, that is a true statement. It's a true statement, man. But you have to. You're going to have to pay attention to those things that are important family, money, um, you know, progressing, being a better person. If you got kids, of course, you know, your kids, their education, their well-being. I mean, you you know, when, when, when a person would say that it's a lot to pay attention to or it's a lot to have to put on the brain on a daily basis, that is that is an accurate statement. So I can understand how frustrating it may get to have to think about all of this stuff all the time because i know for me um i'm not gonna necessarily say it gets frustrating but it does sometimes become like um information overload at times but when i i don't i don't say that in a negative way i say it because i feel like when people do talk to me and i talk to all different types of people it gives them an understanding of how versed I am or how educated I am or how, um, or, or that I'm just paying attention. I, I don't want to use a big term, but it's just the fact that I'm, I'm paying attention. And, and when they, and when people talk to me nine times out of 10, if they don't know me that well, they tend to get a sense of, who I am when they get a chance to talk to me. And nine times out of 10, when we talk to each other, you'll find that, and I mean people in general, I don't mean any particular race, I mean people in general, because I just had a conversation with two people yesterday, men, one is a white male, and the other, I want to say, is Indian because he said he was from, um, I think he told me he was from Bangladesh, I think. And he was going into kind of his story of, you know, some of the things that he has encountered since he's been in America. And I think that his story was 
I mean, it blew my mind. I mean, it, it, it'll blow your mind to hear people's story. And they both had a story. I mean, the, the, the white guy shared that he came from a, a town in West Virginia and the population was 200 people. I was like, what? God damn. He was like, man, I'm trailer park all day long. I came straight from the trailer park, champ. I was like, that's what's up. And then the Indian guy, he get to, you know, telling me kind of his story. Um, he was in the military. Um, I mean, I, eventually I think I'll probably get both of those guys on this platform so we can kind of just chop it up. And um, they can kind of, we can probably get back into that conversation. But I gathered that when I talk, I have a very strong voice. And I'm just noticing that when I talk, people do listen, regardless of what what my opinion is, whether they agree with it. But people just tend to listen. I mean, I, I know I've I've gone out the country on multiple occasions. I've gone out to hang out at a at a local bar or you know whatever the case may be, and I can just you know, start and have a conversation with anybody, male, female, white, black, Spanish, uh, whatever. And I'm I'm learning that, you know, when people see me, they don't necessarily know what's in front of them until I start talking. But once I start talking, they look at me totally different. Like I, sometimes I can see their neck, like, you know, you, when you're looking at somebody and y'all just talking, but when something really hits them about you, they kind of like turn their neck, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? And, and and I get that a lot. I get that a lot. And I and I even, I've, I've been out of town, out the country a few times. And, and, and I've talked to, you know, white women who, who um, a white couple, um, they were both white women. I believe they told me they were from, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking they told me they were from Atlanta. But I've 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 talked to so many different people, right? And you know, it's in a pool, we got drinks, we kind of just chilling, we talking. And when I tell people where I'm from, they go, "Oh, really? Wow. I mean, I remember talking to this black couple. Um, husband and wife. And I think they were from I want to say they were from like Denver. I want to say they were like from Denver. And I and, and I can't remember particularly what we were talking about, but it was like, you know, I want to say it was current event and kind of, you know, past life experience or whatever. And I remember the the wife asking me, "Well, where are you from?" I was like, "Oh, I'm from DC." She was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Well, I got family who live in the Congress Heights area? Where in DC do you live? <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, I live in the Congress Heights area. She was like, Get out of here. I was like, I live in Southeast DC in War Eight. She was like, Wow, I would have never imagined that. And I asked her. I said, Why? Why wouldn't you imagine that? She was like, You are well versed. And a lot of people from that area aren't. 
well versed. And I had to break it to her. I was like, well, it's I'm sorry that you think that, but if you took more time to talk to some of the people there, like you talked to me, you would see how really well versed they are. And and I and I I just say all that, y'all, to say that, you know, people are more well versed than you think in every aspect of their life. And I just want people to understand that I don't want I don't want you to think that because you have to pay attention to so much that it needs to be a burden. I mean, for me, again, like I said, sometimes for me it's information overload, but it's not in a bad way. It's not in a negative way. But having to pay attention to your surroundings and what's going on, it to me, I think it's just a natural thing. We have to do that. And so this, this gun rally that's happening Monday is something that we need to pay attention to. And, and, and definitely... You know, looking at the build up to it, like these men who got caught, you know, in this in this white supremacist group, the base, you know, like they they were really planning to do some harm. And as you heard in the piece to blacks and Jews, it's like for real. I mean, you know, when I look at terrorism and I look at a lot of stuff that's going on in this world, it's like nobody really talks about you know um, domestic terrorism because it's real domestic terrorism is real and domestic terrorism starts with the white man and that's just it's just simply put man you know I mean nobody really wants to talk about that nobody really wants to you know um, discuss that but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to ever sit here and act like, you know, um, it's not happening. You know what I mean? But it's, 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 it's something that, it's something that needs to be looked at. I mean, they want to, they want to say, you know, they want to say that, you know, oh, you know, that these other countries, are um you know all these all these terrorists like part of the story that the Indian guy was talking to um it was amazing I mean his part of his story I mean literally it was it was amazing to hear what he has gone through thus far as an American citizen and how the government treated him because they thought he was a terrorist based off you know somebody else telling them something about him and it's somebody else he was married to it was his ex-wife and so i don't really want to get into his story but it was i was i was blown away how how the federal government is just like i mean it's i don't know man so it says domestic terrorism or homegrown terrorism is a form of terrorism in which victims within a country are targeted by a predator with the same citizenship as the victims. There are many definitions for terrorism, and none of them are universally accepted. Right? And that's kind of how they kind of, you know, 
how they defined it, right? And then the FBI and DEA, all these other people, you know, they got, you know, different, you know, different, um, different ways of explaining what domestic terrorism is. You know what I mean? And so if I, if I put in here, so I put in here, um, domestic terrorism by white men. I mean, y'all should see all these articles that pop up. Shooting in El Paso. Domestic terrorism in the United States. It says whites commit three quarters of extreme murders. And this is dated July 2019. It says white whites commit three quarters of extreme of extremist murders, but you can't call them terrorists. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy how it's crazy how we we tend and I'm gonna say we people. It's crazy how we tend to always you know want something to look like something else when it really is what the fuck it is. And in this case, it's funny how you know the media loves to write these articles in a way where oh yeah these motherfuckers you know they 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 did but but that that's not ter- that's not terrorism man listen come on man that white boy that went up in that church down in south carolina what the fuck was that the columbine shit what 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 the fuck was that what was that all these you know uh uh the shootings at these cl- at these clubs the one in Florida I can't remember the name of that club um I think it was last year like like just walking up to a club with a gun and just shooting at people what what is that people would say oh that's mental health that's this that and the third and I mean it's probably all connected you know people don't really want to think that Mental health is an issue out here in the world, and guess what? I, I I would I would I would be remiss if I wouldn't say this, but people need to stop saying that. Mental health, oh, mental health, oh, now y'all just gonna let them off? Nah, it ain't about letting them off. But there's some sick individuals out here. Sick, and when I say sick, I mean unhealthy minds, unhealthy brain cells, and there are some people that end up doing some wild shit. But what is it called? Is, is that not terrorism? Come on, man. And so I just feel like this rally and Gov- and Governor Northam, you know, trying to, you know, stop the powers of, um, you know, this handgun sales and, you know, he's trying to stop um, a certain amount of capacity for certain weapons. And I mean, he, he's just trying to, He's trying to do all of this stuff. And I had a conversation. Um, it was funny. I had a conversation with a black man. He was like, it's funny how P- 
people voted these Democrats in in the state of Virginia. He was like, no, Virginia is now blue to a certain degree. And now that it's blue, people mad that they starting to lose some of their gun, gun rights. And I was just like, you know, at the end of the day for me, you know, this two-party system, you know, thus far, you know, is it, it hasn't worked. And, and in a recent conversation, I, I, I conversated with a few people and they feel like that it's not going to be, it's not going to be dead and gone in our lifetime. And that might be a true statement, but I think it's a sad statement all at the same time. Because that, the, the ideology of these two parties, they don't mix, man. And at the end of the day, you know, they not out for the countries and the and the people of the country's best interest. And so it's sad that you got these little militias, these little groups, these little white supremacist groups, and they out here while we out partying, while we out having drinks, while we out, you know, you know, living our life. I mean, we just out living our life. These people are in little rooms and houses planning on how they can kill us. I mean, it, it that made me stop and think. I was like, wow. While we out having a good time, while we out, you know, doing normal people stuff, having dinner, enjoying our family, going to the movies. I mean, like the like the uh, the shooting at the movie theater. What's that? What's that called? I mean, you can't even go to the movies, man. But while we out living our our life, just living, nothing extra. It's people out there that's planning, preparing, prepping to kill blacks and Jews. Like, uh, it, it it has me it 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 literally sat me down. It literally I was sitting on the couch. I heard that report. And I literally leaned back in the couch and just was like, damn. You know, I mean, I'm an Aquarius. So I tend to think a lot, a lot. And I'm trying to get to the point now where I don't overthink situations. Because a lot of times me overthinking can cause myself to think something that might not be the narrative. So I'm I always I'm trying to think about stuff and just look at it in the sense of, you know, actually what it is. And when I and when I heard that bit, it was just like wow. Like like really? So, I mean to to understand that it's people out here that's planning, plotting to kill I mean that's that's terrorism at its best, man. That's 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 terrorism. And 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 I want to implore people, you know, if you can the best way you can to to try to get prepared as best you can, man. You know? I mean because there's a time coming and 
you know, it's going to happen when we least suspect it. And I know when in the next, you know, couple months, maybe year, this year, I'm going to, you know, start doing some research myself, you know, exit strategies. If the house catch on fire, try to come up with an evacuation plan, teach my daughter how to get on the ground and stay below the smoke. And I mean, all that. I mean, it, it's certain things that that we have got to do. I remember one time I went to a, a a house for a customer. I was delivering windows and doors to them. And they had an evacuation plan on the wall. And I looked at it and I was like, damn. How many of us are doing that? How many of us have an evacuation plan out of our house in case of an emergency? How, how many of us have a plan... Like we like we do like we uh do these fire drills at work, and we got we we gotta take the stairs, we gotta follow these arrows, we gotta have this point where we all meet up in one place so we can be accounted for. Do we have that in our own house? Are we implementing that type of mentality in our own house? I mean, I'm I'm just giving y'all something to think about. I'm not trying to ruin your night. I'm just trying to put something on your on your brain, man. You know, people like to talk about white people and this, that, and the third, but at the end of the day, they got a plan, man. They got a plan. I mean, again, I went to another customer's house, did a delivery, and he was comfortable enough to kind of show me his crib. And um, I go downstairs. He got these two huge safes, stand-up joints. And when I looked at them, you know, I already knew what was in them. And, you know, I didn't really say anything about the safe. I was just looking around like, dang, it's a nice crib, man. And, you know, he was just talking to me. And I, and I ain't going to lie, you know, in those moments when I'm engaged with a white person, I tend to kind of just listen. I tend to just listen to what they talking about. You know, bit by bit, just kind of picking their brain and just listening. And I mean, all in all, you know, all white people, you know, aren't hateful. But they are going to protect their family. Period, point blank. And I feel like we should be doing the same. I'm not saying that you should hate white people. I'm not saying you should hate. Jews, I'm not saying you should hate any nationality. I'm not saying you should hate anybody. But what I'm saying is we should have a plan in place in case something goes down because at any moment, shit is going to go down, man. I mean, it's, things have already happened where people did not plan for. I mean, this most recent shooting, I think it was in Texas at the church when the dude walked in, had a hood on. I was like, first of all, for me, I've done security for a long time. So I tend to see things that other people don't see. And I tend to, you know, discern certain people very quick, very quick. Like I can go out and I, you know, survey my my surroundings and I can kind of very fast pick out, okay, that motherfucker right there. Okay, this motherfucker right here. Okay. And so now I can now I can kind of, okay, let me sit down. But as I'm chilling, I'm watching that motherfucker and I'm watching him. And 
they not watching me probably, but I'm watching them. And not like in a way where it's uncomfortable or they know I'm watching. I'm just doing it in a way where I'm 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 talented in a lot of things. And I'm just and I'm I'm literally I'm literally at 41 years old starting to notice all the gifts that I have. I like a lot of the stuff that I've taken for granted for a long time. And it's just now coming to me in a way where I'm just like, wow. Like, I have so many thoughts, like, damn. And now I'm just at the point where I just want to share some of that stuff with people, man. Because, you know, when I go places, I can literally, I'm literally having a good time, enjoying myself, but I'm also watching my surroundings at the same time, like a fucking, like a militant. And 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 hoping don't never get kicked off, because if it do, you know, the smoke going to be what it's going to be. But again, I'm always going to protect myself no matter what. And so I think that's the mindset. Protection. And I'm and, and I'm and I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention to this gun rally. I'm going to pay attention to see how what what's going down. I I saw a couple people on my timeline talking about it. Shout out to my man Big John, John Savoy. Um he kind of talked about it a little bit too. And um it's 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 just uh it's it's something to pay attention to, y'all. That's all. I mean, this wasn't a long drawn out episode. It's just, you know, we we gotta we gotta pay attention to some things, man. This Trump shit, I mean, is that something to pay attention to? Yeah, I guess. You know. You know, some the the unemployment numbers, is that something to pay attention to? Yeah, I guess. These Uber drivers and Lyft drivers that's uh, sexually harassing people. I mean, it's, it's so much stuff to worry about. So you definitely got to pick and choose what you're going to pay attention to. But I would say overall, try to pay attention to as much as you can. But that protection piece, always pay attention to that. Always pay attention to that protection piece when you're out and about. When you with your children, when you with your lady, when you with your family, always pay attention to that. And I'm not saying just for the men. I'm saying for the women too and the kids. Teach your kids how to pay attention. We gotta protect our families, man. These these white men, these you know, these white supremacists, these you know. These people are planning harm against us, flat out. There's nothing positive about them coming towards us, nothing. They And, and they show a glimpse of a video that the uh, FBI was able to get. And they said that the FBI got them on an encrypted message board. Encrypted, meaning... Nobody's supposed to be able to see it, but the FBI got got on their ass and took and caught three of these dudes, took them down to the uh, federal courthouse in Greenbelt, and they showed like a picture, I guess, on one of their little sites that they had. And, and these dudes was dressed in black with their face covered with guns and all this type of shit. And I'm just shaking my head like, wow. 
Wow. And I'm like, for the dudes that can't get guns because they felons or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And for the people that can get guns legally. Yeah. Yeah. Because shit is real. Shit is definitely real out here. And I definitely want y'all to to pay attention for real. And so, you know, um, the hate is real, man. The hate is real. I mean, you know, one thing for sure, two things for certain. I'm, I'm not somebody that's just going to be straight negative. I'm never going to do that. But I would say when I got to protect mine, if I feel like I'm in danger or I'm or, or I'm in harm's way, you're not going to want to be on the other side. I'm going to just say that. You know, I, I think about some of the things that I've done in my life, like literally some of the things that, you know, I've done when I was in protection mode. And it's, it's, it's not good for the other person, for the other people. You know, I shared a story not too long ago about um, being arrested for something minor and going to jail. And I um, got processed. And I remember the 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 CO was like, "Yeah, man, um, jail overcrowded, so we're gonna have to put you in twenty three and one until we can find a a housing block for you." I was like, "Twenty three and one, all right, bet." And so, twenty three and one is you know lockdown. Twenty three hours lockdown, one hour free rep. And depending on your 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 CO that day or night. When you get off of that one hour, that one hour can turn into 15 minutes. Because you can get you a CO who an asshole and be like, all right, everybody back in. You're like, man, come on, dog, dang. But, you know, that's just what it was. And so I ended up in that type of mindset and that type of confinement for six months. You know, at an early age. I don't, I don't want to say I was 17 when this happened. I had just had my first daughter. Hey, listen, after six months of being in a room for 23 hours a day and possibly one hour wreck a day, after six months, CO came to my my cell was giving me some food, putting it in the slot. Williams. I'm like, yeah, what? And get your food. So I'm coming to the slot to get the food. Let me see your armband. Showing my wrist. He like, man, what the fuck you doing in here? I'm looking at him like how I'm supposed to know. And I, I can remember that day that they let me out. That cell. They was letting out an animal. They was letting out a person that had a lot of rage inside of him. 
And I know people be trying to figure out, you know, you know, back in the day when, you know, why was I so wild or why was I so crazy? I mean, it's times like that that make me remember, like, Joe, I, you know, you 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 can't necessarily talk about me if you don't if you don't know what the what the fuck I've been through. In that situation, that's one situation I would never forget having to be in that room all by myself. I, and I never got a cellmate. I never had a cellmate. It was just me. And I had to wash my little underwear, I had to wash my socks, I had to wash my clothes, I had my toothbrush, I had my soap. You know, I mean, you know, I took care of myself as best I could, but I'm in there by myself six months, 23 hours a day, one hour possibly wreck. And that wreck was 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 basically just getting out the cell, stretching your legs, you know, maybe getting some TV time, going outside, getting letting that sun hit you, just whatever. Because, you know, you got to try to cram it all in in an hour. Because in that hour, you got to go back in that cell. And so I think just just from that mindset, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a different, I'm just a different individual. I'm just different than a lot of other people, man. I'm not going to say that a lot of people haven't, you know, been through what I've been through. But I, me personally, I'm different. My mindset is different, especially now at 41. My mindset is totally different. The animal is still inside of me, but the term I would use is I'm learning very I'm learning very good what battles to pick and choose and what battles to fight, what battles to just let, you know, let be. I remember saying one time, you know, G.I. Joe was one of my favorite shows. One of my favorite cartoons. And their theme was knowing is half the battle. And that's just that's just my mindset now. Knowing is half the battle, man. We gotta know what the fuck is going on out here. We really do. And so I got I got this voicemail I want y'all to listen to. And after after y'all listen to this voicemail, I want you to sit and think about it. Because the hate is real, man. The hate is real. And it's so real that it's right in our face. We just got to pay attention. And I'm not saying go out here and start nothing. Because if, if if motherfucker don't start, then there ain't going to be nothing. But if a motherfucker starts some shit, there's going to be some shit, man. And all I'm saying is we have got to be ready. We have got to be, pre- pre- we have got to be prepared. When, when, when my daughter is a certain age, and I'm thinking maybe in my head, eight or nine, she going to the range. She is going to the range. I'm going to show her how to use a handgun. And that's got to be the mindset. It's got to be the mindset, man. Because shit is real. So I'm going to let y'all listen to this voicemail. This voicemail is a voicemail that's going all over social media right now. Um, When I first heard it, I couldn't believe what I was listening to. And the the voicemail 
um, was received by Baltimore State's attorney, Marilyn Mosby, on January the 15th. Somebody randomly left her a voicemail. And this voicemail from this woman, and, I, and I'm going to assume that she's a white woman, basically sets the tone for everything that I just talked about. Of why we need to be prepared, why we need to be aware, why we need to get ready. And when I say get ready, go to the local gun store, get you a rifle. There's nothing extra with buying a rifle. Little little extra buying a handgun. But just go through the process. Learn the process. Get, get licensed. Get your HQL for your handgun. Get your, your license to carry. Get your Utah concealed carry. Get all of these these things in order, man. Because shit is real. And I'm not saying don't continue to live your life. I'm not saying don't continue to have fun and enjoy yourself. But enjoy life. But be prepared, though. Because shit is real. Shit is definitely real out here, y'all. It's the six man. I love y'all. You know, I always tell y'all, man, be better than you were yesterday. But I'm going to also tell you, man. Get prepared, man. Get prepared. Be easy. Dare you come to St. Louis and say you got the back of that lousy bitch, state's attorney Kim Gardner. She is just like you. That's why birds of a feather, bitches. That's what you are. You hate cops. You hate white people. You do everything you can to give all the blacks who are criminals every benefit of the doubt and everybody else is suspect. Black lives only matter when a white person takes it. You blacks can kill each other all you want. In fact, I think that's the grand solution. We need to start driving around the ghettos and just dropping boxes of bullets on every street corner. Let them take each other out. Things were much better in this world, in this country, when everybody stayed in their own goddamn neighborhoods by dusk. There's only one thing worse than a Fat-ass, empowered black woman. That's a fat-ass, empowered black woman who's got public reins in her hands. If we'd known you all were going to be this much trouble, we would have picked our own fucking cotton. Huh? 
Ain't no I team, damn, I thought you knew this Choosing pussy over business, that's a technical foul Niggas think y'all running shit, ain't watchers run that and And now it's the army of two Breeze. I cannot face defeat I'm screwing out victory. victory The Lord is blessing me This shit is meant for me Man, I'm with the team You can't sit next to me Next to me Why you testing me? Hey, please don't wait the beast Don't do it No finessing me I learned my lesson, please I learned Hey, fuck a destiny This is my legacy My legacy I got it. No, I got it.